in in that spirit, what's your take on the financial censorship that the Canadian truckers faced um, with their bank accounts getting shut down and stuff? Do you think that highlights what Bitcoin's really important for? I think it woke a lot of people up. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people, um, Bitcoiners as well as just an everyday normal people, uh, saw the value of a a um, censorship resistant form of money. Uh, the Canadian truckers got, you know, got stung. Uh, the way that they got their donations paid out was really silly. Um, but that's that's how it went down. Um, and I think, you know, just, just judging from the amount of people that have uh, been installing Samurai Wallet and entering Whirlpool, I think something definitely shifted, something changed and, and woke, woke some people up, yeah. Yeah, it's been interesting to see how um, how the distribution of funds actually happened. Uh, seemingly not that well. I, I think I think no. I think one of the guys got uh, got arrested as well. And essentially, gave away. So a, yeah, one of the organizers one of the organizers got a visit from the uh, some Canadian police force uh, with the search warrant, I suppose. Um, so they searched his searched his place, and um, he says that they took the keys with them. So he says that the keys are no longer in his control uh, and they're in the control of this uh, Canadian uh, police agency or, or whatever. Uh, you know, we'll see uh, if that's true or not based on the activity that what happens with those coins, right? Um, you know, if, if, if those coins that are supposedly in, in control of whatever Canadian uh, police end up going to crypto.com, you know, it's, it's likely that they're not in control. <laughs> Someone else is in control. So, I mean, the blockchain is there. We, we, we have uh, our eye on the distribution because it's just interesting. You know, the, the, the way they the way that they, they chose to distribute these funds um, were, you know, was was silly. Uh, and then they, they videotaped themselves doing it uh, at a time when it became, you know, unlawful to do so for these particular funds. Uh, you know, so it's just, I don't know. Yeah, that was a, that was a big mistake. On that note, so I would just read um, um, a text from an article that says, jumping off from the from coin firm um, analysis, um, blockchain analytics company, Chainless is told that the presumed attacker had sent 50 BTC to Wasabi Wallet, private desktop. And basically he used Wasabi and he was caught. Now, um, I think this was the, this is the DAO hacker you're talking about, right? Yeah. So my question is, if that was, you know, he was using no Samurai Dojo, basically going through you guys, would it, would it still be the end, same end result? Uh, well, not in the way that they, they were able to figure it out with Wasabi. No, it wouldn't be possible. On, it wouldn't be possible on either uh, Whirlpool or Join Market. It's only possible on Wasabi. Uh, so, so we looked into this. So this is the DAO hacker you're talking about. And what this guy did uh, was use Shapeshift, I believe, to convert into Bitcoin. Uh, so we knew the, the Shapeshift TXIDs of the, we'll call them the illicit coins, right? Uh, they entered, as you said, it's actually a little bit more than 50. I think they did 75 into Wasabi. There were just two transactions. But uh, let's, let's talk about the 50 Bitcoin transaction and what happened here. Um, so they put 50 Bitcoins into Wasabi. Now, one of the things we've been talking about uh, nonstop is the fact that unmixed change is a part of every single Wasabi mixed transaction. So in, the, in every mixed transaction, 
there is a portion of that transaction that has not been mixed that can still be linked to the person who deposited it in, okay? The 50 Bitcoin hacker mixed, um, I think it was initially six Bitcoin. The rest of it, so 40 something Bitcoin could still be tracked to that user. This is how Wasabi works. Um, by the fourth mix, unfortunately, the unmixed output of, it was at that point, something like 30 Bitcoin was sent to an address that had been sent a mixed output. So there was address reuse where you had one, one output on the address was a mixed coin. And then the other output on the address was this unmixed change that follows along. So uh, because that address reuse happened, it's not the user who did it. It's the, the, the client, the wallet software that did it. Shouldn't have happened, but we've been saying this has been happening since 2019. So it happened again. Uh, because that happened, the next time they spent, they always spent um, six mixed transactions. So a total of one Bitcoin out of the 50 Bitcoin that they put in, they sent that to uh, Poloniex. But because of the address reuse, we knew that, that that one Bitcoin that they sent out from the mixer was connected to the 50 Bitcoin that went in from the uh, DAO hacker. So that address reuse is what got them got them screwed up. Uh, it's not possible to do that in Whirlpool. One, because the unmixed change does never a part of the mix, ever. The unmixed change goes to a completely separate account in the wallet, a, a completely separate derivation path. So it's not possible for the wallet to ever make a transaction that combines those, um, those outputs. And in join market, it's the same. They use a separate de a derivation path. So again, you can't link these these outputs together because one of them is not mixed and one of them's mixed and they got both sent to the same address. Uh, that's what did it. So on our YouTube, I put a five minute video um, on my YouTube channel uh, that shows exactly how you can you can do it yourself using free tools, how to track the wallet of the 50 Bitcoin as it goes through Wasabi. And you see that address you use and it opens up the whole, whole window. So no, it wouldn't be possible in Whirlpool. It wouldn't be possible in Joy Market. It's only possible in Wasabi. And it's exactly what we've been saying since 2019 that this is a big issue because this could happen. And that's exactly what happened this time. It's kind of weird because um, this is an issue for Wasabi. And as you, it seems like you pointed out that it's something that's obviously like a flaw. Wouldn't it be better if they just fix it and, you know, it does well for their business? I mean, why would they be, you know, ignoring something that could potentially, you know, harm their business? It's, it's, it's just, it feels you know, a little odd to me, you know, don't you think? Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't, I don't understand it at all. Look, we got a report, um, uh, someone reached out to us and said, hey, I've been looking at the blockchain and I see 5,000 occurrences of address reuse from post-mix spends in, in Samurai, right? That's what they said they said to us. Um, so not in the mix because it's, it's not impossible for address reuse in the mix, but they were seeing post-mix spends, so uh, transactions that were occurring after mixing, having uh, a large amount of address reuse. That's what they reported to us. We spent a month researching this. We spent a month investigating 
we looked up on the blockchain every single Postmix transaction that had come from Whirlpool that had ever at that point and analyzed each one to see the address reuse impact. Now, fortunately, that initial 5,000 um, claim was wrong. There was a lot of false positives there. Uh, the actual number was something like 200, which is very low, but we still took that 200 very seriously. And we broke it down even further and said, okay, out of that 200, how many of those were the result of them, the user doing something to reuse addresses versus the client screwing up, the wallet software screwing up and reusing addresses. It was something like a hundred was what we would say was our fault, right? A hundred of these Postmix transactions had some form of address reuse that the user had no control over. So it was our fault that happened. Nowhere close to the 5,000, but still a problem in our view. So we fixed it. We figured out a way that we could stop that from occurring and we rolled that out. That is how you respond to someone saying, hey, something's wrong with, with uh, your software, right? And that's what we would expect Wasabi to do is research it themselves, not take what, we, what we're saying uh, at face value and go, okay, yeah, absolutely. No, look at it yourself because that's exactly what we did, right? We got a report that said 5,000 address reuses. Okay, we found that it was actually 100, but still of that 100, we did something about it. We made the software better for users. Uh, why they, they haven't acknowledged it, I have no idea. I don't even speculate on it. It's what frustrates me so much is that it's again, right there, anyone can verify it. It's just a blockchain, um, but very few people do that. Does Samurai have any, I know you guys are like super innovative with Ricochet and Stonewall and a bunch of features that um, other wallets don't have. Do you guys have any new features that you're planning on implementing? Yeah, you know, there's a couple things that are in our pipeline. One, one thing we want to do um, is introduce uh, something called uh, multi-party TX0. So um, the TX0 is, you can think of it as a setup transaction to, before entering Whirlpool. Um, coin join so every every user that enters whirlpool coin join they go they, they have this transaction the tx0 where they pay the coin join fee and their their bitcoin is split up into um identical size amounts uh currently every anyone uh, watching the blockchain knows that one tx0 is one entity right it can only be one entity involved in that tx0 um transaction what we want to do is create multi-party tx0 so you could have multiple entities in one tx0 transaction and that would undermine the heuristic that one person is in control of this amount of bitcoin going into whirlpool right so if i want to mix a bitcoin you want to mix a bitcoin that that uh tx0 transaction would take your bitcoin and my bitcoin in this one you know one transaction so that that's something that is going to uh, improve things for users. Uh, we're working on something kind of big, but we're not talking about exactly what it is. But we've been we've been working on that um, most of last year and and a little bit of this year. We're hoping by April we'll be able to talk about it though. Something that I wish I'd asked Wasabi, but how do you guys uh, monetize your wallet? Like, how are you guys bringing in income? Is it that you raised funding and then have used that to create this? Uh, or, or what is it that you guys are doing to to bring in income? And I've seen that obviously you have different products and there's things like the not all, like the, the the node you can buy. So obviously those things would bring in some, but what's like the main income source? 
so actually, we don't make any money from the nodes. Uh, that's a completely separate team. <laughs> they, they they just use the they use the Dojo software that we created. Um, but the 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 way that we've monetized and no, it hasn't been through investment. It's been through um, our assumption early on that users would be willing to pay a fee to gain um, to gain transactional privacy on the blockchain. So um, we have a whirlpool fee, a coordinator fee. Uh, this serves two purposes. The primary purpose of the coordinator fee is to um, prevent civil attacks. So if, if the if the coordinator is free, uh, then you can just for free with no no um, limit just stuff the coordinator here with junk to bring it down or try to become you know four out of uh four of the inputs in a five person mix uh so you have a coordinator fee to reduce that but also helps pay for the servers and the people working on stuff uh we've also had ricochet in the wallet which is a which is a type of transaction that adds um five hops of of history uh before your coins arrive at their destination so let's say you're sending to a centralized exchange and you don't know whether they're going to like the fact that you used CoinJoin. You could make that a ricochet transaction for a small extra fee um, and it will create five transactions before hitting the exchange. So if the exchange is looking back uh, for five hops, they're not seeing anything that, you know, they wouldn't like. Uh, and that's been in, that's been in the wallet since 2016. People have been using that for for many years, uh, and it, it seems to work. It seems to work well for them. Uh, those are the two primary ways, though. Gotcha. Thanks. That's cool. It uh, provides more clarity on that one. Because uh, yeah, I, I'd assume there's some kind of fee or something, but I just wasn't entirely certain. Like I've never used Samurai myself, so uh, yeah. I wasn't entirely certain on that one. Appreciate it. Yeah, you know the the the, the coordinator fee it, it can be very low. I, you know the the lowest fee is five thousand satoshis for um, entering into the um, hundred thousand satoshi pool. Uh, so you know it's it's you can put any any amount into the the mixer and play a uh, pay a flat fee, uh, and you can get remixes for free as well. So you don't pay minor fee or or um, coordinator fee for additional mixes that you're involved in. Yeah, I like. I, I'm a big you know, samurai user. I think I'm probably one of like the only, not just not only, really, but you know, the guy who um, only uses from Nigeria who uses samurai. I was pretty pissed when you guys removed the uh, you know USD you know value. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I was really angry. I was like, what the hell, man? <laughs> like, I, was, I I know you guys mentioned that you know you wanted you, you wanted to de-tiantify you know people, but come on, man, like. <laughs> that was uh so you've been using it a long time that was uh 2018 i think is when we got rid of that uh, so you know i think it was the right move uh one we had a it was a big support burden you know uh, at the time there was a lot of new users coming into bitcoin and you would not believe the number of uh support emails we got from people saying you know, I had a dollar, I had $10 yesterday and now I have, you know, eight, $8. Why did you steal from me? You know, send it back. I mean, seriously, it was a lot of people. Um, and it was just kind of shocking to us that this concept was, was foreign uh, to all the Bitcoin users that we're entering now. So we said, well, what's the best way to teach them that, that they have no dollars when they're dealing with Bitcoin. Um, and we just, we got rid of it. Uh, we yanked it out. 
and replaced it with Satoshis. And Satoshis became popular. A lot of wallets do that now with displaying the Satoshi value. Um, but yeah, in, in Samurai Wallet, you know, it relies on the merchant to set the to set the um, the exchange rate, right? So um, a big issue, another big issue that we had when we had fiat values in the wallet was you your wallet would be pulling from let's say Bitstamp, and then your buddy's wallet would be pulling from you know Coinbase the price, and the price is different. They're not there's not one uniform Bitcoin price. There's multiple different prices out there, um, and that could cause issues uh, with exchanges and such. So yeah, we got rid of it, and I'm I'm happy we did. I think it's better without it, uh, and most most users get used to it or 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 you know don't even notice it at this point. Um, we kept it. We kept uh, fiat values in Sentinel, which is our watch-only wallet app, and um, that will make more sense because we, you know, in a very uh, upcoming update to that app, you're able to compose offline transactions and then sign it with your, you know, whatever hardware wallet or your Samurai wallet or something else. So this is the app that you can transact from. Uh, and when you're transacting, uh, the fiat value makes makes a little sense there and receiving uh, as the merchant. So a lot of Sentinel users are the merchant. They're selling a T-shirt for Bitcoin. It makes sense for them to set what the exchange rate is, not the person sending the Bitcoin. You know, for, for example, when you buy a gift card on BitRefill, you don't tell BitRefill what the rate is that you're going to be paying at. BitRefill tells you. They say, hey, this is the rate that you have to pay. So it's up to the merchant, not the wallet. And that's kind of where we landed with it. My last question is, is there ever going to be a desktop version of Samurai? We would love to have a desktop wallet. We would love to have an iOS wallet. We would love to have all this stuff. Uh, but the team is still so small uh, that we don't have a, a huge amount of resources um, to, to develop the desktop or iOS or anything like that. So we're going to focus on mobile still, uh, and maybe maybe sometime in the future we'll have more resources and we can do it properly and do it right. Um, my last question. Um, you did mention that um, you you know there's no intention to support Lightning because adoption is low, and basically you do not see any real benefits. Um, I think most people will disagree. You know that you know they think they see benefits of Lightning. You know super low fees, some privacy you know privacy benefits. And I find it odd, you know, for you to be a big, you know, Bitcoin and you know, privacy proponent, it, it kind of seems like you do not believe in Lightning. No, I don't believe in Lightning at all. I think it was, I think it was completely um, shoehorned in as the quote-unquote scaling solution uh, at a time where there was a perceived um, crisis in, in terms of lock space. Um, you know, during the the, the fork wars, and uh, right before the fork wars, there was a huge spam attack on the on the network. The network was being uh, the blockchain was being clogged with transactions that were not true economic transactions. That was a an actual spam attack, and the, the intent of that spam attack was to raise the uh, the the miner fee. Uh, so in, in a in a response to that, people you know. Uh, developers, core developers particularly, uh, had this desire to come up with the scaling solution. Uh, and I think that Lightning was a option 
and I don't think it was is the best option, but it's gone so far now uh, that it's in people's minds the only option. And there's plenty of other things out there uh, in terms of of scaling. It could be drive chains, it could be side chains, it could be a whole different type of network. I think what we've seen with Lightning now that we've had years of it uh, being developed and pushed is that there is an overwhelming uh, tendency to provide custodial solutions on top of Lightning because dealing with Lightning in a non-custodial way is a nightmare, okay? You, the user has to balance channels. They have to you know, make these backups because if their node goes down, so does their funds. I mean, all of this stuff that makes it inhospitable for non-custodial use. You're not gonna get a large amount of non-custodial use here and we see that with all the most popular lightning wallets being custodial wallets and we see a centralizing you know factor there and the the privacy benefits of lightning are very overstated if you're dealing with a centralized network um so no we don't and i i believe uh you know uh, sergey posts every year the um uptick that bit refill is having from lightning users and it's it's virtually none. I think Ethereum gets more more use than Lightning on Bit Refill. Uh, so I mean, I, I don't think I don't see how anyone can disagree with the fact that adoption has not been has not been taken off. It, it, people aren't using it in that way, uh, and the people that are using it, it's a very small community. It's a niche thing. Maybe it will change, uh, but even so, I think it's going to go in the direction of custody. And when you go the direction of custody, KYC shortly follows. Uh, so, our like I like I said before, our our goal is and our focus is on the main chain. We have no issue or you know beef with anyone that works on Lightning. I think that's great. Developers should work on what they want to work on, and especially the developers who are focusing on non-custody. Uh, I think that you know they're doing they're doing great work and should continue doing so. But our focus is on the main chain because. Uh, you know, it's not being, it's still being used um, considerably more than Lightning or anything else. But yeah, you did mention that, um, you know, that Lightning was a response to this, you know, the issue of scaling, but scaling is still a problem, at least down the road, you know, down the road is still a problem. So what you did mention, you know, side chains, do you have, you know, any specific, you know, scaling solution that, you know, you are kind of, you know, anticipating or, you know, that sort of thing? Uh, there's not any particular solution that uh, I'm excited about or, or um, anticipating or anything like that. I think, uh, obviously, uh, in the future, scaling on second and third uh, layers is going to be uh, required for Bitcoin. We all, everyone who's involved in Bitcoin, especially in the early days, knows this. Um, but the reality of the situation is, for the most part, consistently blocks are uh, clearing at one sat per byte. Right. Users want their transaction in the next block. They're going in at one sat per byte and they can get it done. Um, you know, there's spikes here and there, but minor fees have not gone up. Um, block space competition is not a problem. And we're in 2022 at, at the height of an adoption curve. Um, those people didn't go into Lightning. They went into other blockchains. They went into Ethereum. They went into Solana. They went into all these other these other things. Uh, so Bitcoin's second layer has been Ethereum. Uh, that's how it's rolled. That's how it's played out. 
in the in the actual market. Um, you know, that's going to be a problem for Bitcoin uh, <laughs> when that block subsidy is gone. So that's going to need <laughs> that needs to be figured out. Uh, but that's the reality of the situation. Um, and I think it's it's largely due to again a malinvestment of time and resources in Lightning too early. Um, that's just my my hypothesis on it. We'll see how things play out. Future will tell us the answer to what happened. I suppose. Um, hey, uh, I it's, we're over an hour now, so it's probably a good time to wrap up. And it's uh, it's been awesome to have you on and get a good understanding of uh, a better understanding of Samurai Wallet and a better understanding of the history of it and where like the wasabi split happened and things like that. So it's, it's really been quite useful to, to have you. So I appreciate that. Uh, is there any sort of final uh, words you'd like to say or any sort of plugs you'd like to, to give before you head out? Well, I just want to say thanks for having me. Uh, I've been a, a big BitRefill user since uh, 2012. Uh, I met the team uh, over in Stockholm around that time. Sergey and everyone, I think there was only two or three other people. But it's been a, a great company and a useful tool for everyone. So I just want to say thank you to BitRefill for that. Um, as for my own plugs, just uh, I think, you know, there's a general go to our website and go to our Twitter and all that crap. But go to YouTube and search for Samurai Wallet and check out the, the privacy series that I, I had brought up uh, before in our conversation. Uh, it will take less than 45 minutes to watch all seven videos. And you'll you'll come away with a really good understanding of of how your privacy can be undermined on the blockchain and how you can uh, defend against that kind of uh, un uh, undermining. So Samurai Wallet on YouTube and check that out. Awesome, well you heard it here. Uh, go check it out. And uh, I yeah I saw the video series that you guys are creating. I started watching one video, then got sidetracked going to get dinner and haven't finished it. But I'm gonna watch the whole series myself. But yeah, thanks for uh, creating content like that. Thank you for uh, doing what you're doing. And thanks to all of our listeners for listening in. It's much appreciated. We hope you have an amazing day, week, month, year. Uh, keep loving life, keep being happy, and keep buying Bitcoin. See you soon. Mm -hmm.